Hello and welcome to another episode of the Down to the Wire podcast. I'm your host, Rune Shunker, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Sarah Holland of DHS Press. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, Rune. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good. And guess what? It's hockey season again. The NHL playoffs are just about to begin, and we are here as a DHS Press hockey experts to discuss to discuss each and every series. We're going to start in the Western Conference and then go in the order of the highest-seeded matchups. So then, for e- uh, so we'll start with the matchup featuring the number one seed and end with the matchup featuring the number four seed. Let's begin. Let's start with the Western Conference, Calgary versus Colorado. Sarah, who do you got in this one? I have Calgary in five. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's going to be a tough battle between the team's top lines. I think it's going to be between really like Ken McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landis Gog contain Gaudreau, Monahan, and Lindholm. Yeah, I think one of the things that Calgary has an advantage in here is they've got that shutdown defenseman. They've got Giordano, who's probably going to win the Norris, if we're being honest. And so he, they can kind of neutralize the McKinnon line to an extent that uh, Colorado really can because they don't have that level of a defenseman. For me, what I'm worrying about is if I'm Calgary, if I'm the Flames— is Grubauer going to get hot? I mean, he's a good... I, I very much like Grubauer used to be here in Washington, got traded, and he was bad for, like, the first half of the year, but recently he's really started picking up, I think his save percentage is over 920. You think that he could maybe win a few games and then we see an upset? I definitely think Grubauer has the has what it takes to mm-hmm. get hot in the playoffs. Obviously, watching, watching him in Washington last year in the playoffs, it wasn't didn't start off too well for him, but I think he has what it takes to get hot. I think for Calgary, they really need to figure out their goaltending. Yeah. Um, that's where, you know, who's going to get hot? Smith, um, if they get – if they're one of their goaltenders gets in a groove, I think they can be hard to beat. Yeah, it's um, – they've got an interesting thing because they've got two goaltenders who are really good. It's kind of like what we're going to talk about the Islanders a little bit later, and they've got those two goaltenders who are good too. So you got to make a decision almost – based on who's better at the time. It's something that most playoff teams don't have to deal with. I don't know. I mean, listen, Calgary's more talented for sure. So, I mean, I've got them winning in five. I think there's too much of a talent difference, especially after that top line. You talk about the depth uh, that Calgary has. You've got Gaudreau, obviously, Johnny Hockey. Mm-hmm. But then you got Sean Monaghan, Lindholm, Giordano, and then, of course, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Drew Doughty's least favorite player. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, I think it's just going to be a quick matchup. Moving on to the next one, we've got Winnipeg Jets versus the St. Louis Blues. I've got Winnipeg in six. What do you think? I do also have Winnipeg in six. I think, first of all, looking like playing in Winnipeg is so difficult. Mm-hmm. They're, the atmosphere there is crazy. The fans are crazy. There's nothing else to do in Manitoba than watch the <laughs> Jets. <laughs> so I think from the Blues, obviously, like looking, if you would have told a couple months ago, like the Blues are going to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I would have laughed yeah I mean they were so far out of exactly yeah so I think them coming into um coming into Winnipeg it's going to be really hard for them to find like to win or do anything like that I mean you look at why St. Louis has been good recently it's their goaltending I mean they got the rookie Jordan Bennington who's probably going to be at least a candidate for the Calder Trophy although Elias Pettersson is going to win in a landslide. But, uh, I mean, Bennington has been really, really good this year. He's got a 9.27 save percentage. I really like how he plays. But he's also a rookie goaltender coming into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Their team as a whole doesn't really have a lot of experience. I mean, would you say their best player is Tarasenko? It's like Tarasenko think, or yeah. O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. It's one of those two. And, you know, I just don't see them having enough depth scoring depth mm-hmm. or defensive depth to match up even i mean sh- could bennington stand on his head and b- 
bring an upset, maybe. It's hard to say. I mean, any but... goalie can get hot at mm-hmm. any time, so that's why the playoffs are as weird as they are. But I just don't see uh, – I think Biddington maybe has, like, a decent series that shows some promise, mm-hmm. but he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's going to be on the road for a lot. And so I don't see that happening. Um, speaking about the Jets here, because we think they're going to win, they haven't really played well recently, have they? No, they haven't. But I think if they can find a way to find their identity, go back to their earlier style of play that they played early in the season, they mm-hmm. should be fine. Yeah, I mean, you just think about it. They've got just so much scoring depth mm-hmm. up and down the roster. I mean, it all starts with Lion. He's got the second or third best shot of the league. Mm-hmm. And then, but after that, I mean, it's uh, Perot is really like he's a depth guy for them, but he's really good. You got Dustin Bufflin. I mean, they've just got these guys up and down the roster: Kyle Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler. I mean, these are just guys that. You can see having an effect uh, throughout the playoffs, and I mean they made the semis last year. Mm-hmm. I mean they 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 made the Western Conference Finals last year. I mean they the, they they could be the best team in this really talented uh, division, but I, I don't know. They've been playing pretty bad recently. I'm not sure how good Connor Hellebuck is going to be in the playoffs. You know he was a little bit shaky to start the year. I think he's you know gotten a little bit better since then. But you know you never know. Yeah. So I mean I, that's well, that's a series where I I pick Winnipeg in six, but I wouldn't be too surprised if I saw yeah. the Blues because they've been playing so well recently. Exactly. I think th- one of the things you have to also keep in mind is the Jets' physicality. They are big. You know, you mentioned Dustin Bufflin. I think the um they could definitely have the the power to wear down the Blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next series I think this is going to be the best series out of every single one of the first round. The San Jose Sharks are going to be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Who do you got? So I have Vegas in six. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest problem right now for San Jose is their goaltending. They have too much inconsistency. And I think with Marc-Andre Fleury, especially having his experience in the postseason, I think that could um, definitely be just the last edge, the mental edge that allows Vegas to uh, be victorious. Yeah, uh, I took Vegas in seven, but... Me picking someone in seven is basically me saying this is a toss-up, a coin flip type of game. There's so much talent on both sides mm-hmm. here. I mean, there's so much. You just like you think about the Sharks. You got Evander Kane. You got Brent Burns, Eric Carlson. Let's mm-hmm. we'll talk about Carlson in a second. I mean, you think Joe Thornton is like a third-round player for them. You got Pavelski. I mean, just going up and down the lineup, you see these absolutely uh, Couturier. These are just guys who are solid and above solid, like star players. And then you go to Vegas, and, man, they've got the best top six in the NHL. I mean, you look at their top six guys. I mean, look, it's um, it's Marcia Carlson Smith. That's yeah. their line from last year. That's their number one line from last year. Mm-hmm. And then the second line is just guys they got this year. You got Stasny centering it, and then on each end you got Patrick Reddy coming over from the Canadians, and he's been, you know, he started out pretty slow without mm-hmm. a goal in a few games, but – He's picked it up, and we know what he can do. He's a consistent player. And then you got Mark Stone, yeah. who they got at the trade deadline signed to like an eight-year deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just dynamic players. I mean, th- that's the best top six in the league. And then you go down, you got guys like Alex Tuck and the third line. I mean, you got a guy like Alex Tuck yeah. on the third line. Alex Tuck was <laughs> maybe one of the better, like a top 25 forward mm-hmm. in the league last year. That's a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. He was he was, a t- he was a very good forward for them last year. But, uh Listen, I, 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 I'm, if you're a Sharks fan, you've got to be so mad at the front office right now. You do such a good job building this roster. Mm-hmm. You get Eric Carlson. And then you've got 
a, like a terrible, not a terrible goalie, but an no, actually a terrible goalie, an eight ninety four goalie. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin Jones is. You can't you can't leave that part of your lineup so badly unaddressed because I I mean. Listen, you could get someone like Jaroslav Halak, who's mm-hmm. just you know sitting on the bench for the Bruins. You could get Grubauer. Grubauer was available for a second round pick, and you know taking on a bit of salary. You could have gotten Robin Lerner, who's been really good for the Islanders. I mean, these are all guys who aren't high priced commodities, but they've mm-hmm. been really good so far. And you can find goaltending if you're just a little bit more advantageous in what you're looking exactly. for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely think that that's. I would be so mad if I was a Sharks fan. Yeah. If I was like, that's crazy. I'd be so mad if I'm a Sharks player. Yeah, exactly. But I think one of the reasons why um, I did pick Vegas in six is because the Sharks definitely have the power to turn the series around. Uh-huh. I, d- I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But um, I think one question for Vegas is can they contain, obviously, star power defense for the Sharks, Eric Carlson, um, Brent Burns, players like that who have the power to really control the game. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird because Vegas doesn't have that like shutdown defenseman mm-hmm. because you look at you know most of the teams in the playoffs like we talked about Calgary Mark Giordano you talk about Tampa Bay uh, they've got Victor Hedman mm-hmm. you talk about uh, like Nashville PK Subban 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 yeah I mean I think that's uh, Columbus got Seth Jones mm-hmm. and Vegas doesn't really have anyone like that like you think about their defensemen. Nate Schmidt is a very like a fast guy, like an up and down offensive defenseman, but he's not he's not a number one mm-hmm. defenseman per se. He's not your blue liner that you're putting out there for twenty minutes, thirty minutes a night, saying you're you're tasked with uh, keeping the other guy out. And you know it costs them late in the year. I mean that's why they couldn't beat the Capitals. They couldn't mm-hmm. say to one guy, "Hey, go out there, stop the Ovechkin line." The Ovechkin line dominated. Yeah. But uh, they don't have that guy they can match up. And then you look on the other side, and San Jose has, like, three of these guys. Mm-hmm. They got Brent Burns. They got Eric Carlson. I, Carlson, we don't know how healthy he's going to be in the playoffs. Exactly. He's coming back. But, I mean, when he's at his top mark, he's maybe the best defenseman in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, these are just – it's a very different way of building a team. So I'm, it's very going to be really interesting for me to see how this plays out. I, I'm picking Vegas in seven. If Morton Jones is even a 900 goalie, I think uh, – San Jose wins. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got the Nashville Predators versus the Dallas Stars. Who do you got? I have Nashville in six. So I think, obviously, like we were just talking about with the Sharks, um, it's their defense. Not many teams in the NHL have a better blue line than Nashville. Obviously, you have um, P.K. Subban, Ekholm, Ellis. Like, that that defense alone, I think, can lead them yeah. far in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, Dallas, and they don't have depth. Mm-hmm. They've got Sagan, they got Radunov, they got Ben sometimes. Yeah, like even Ben's not consistently gonna be a number one guy, but say Sagan's really good. We know that. I mean, especially after his owners started calling him out, like he's played very well since, and his shooting percentage has gone up. There's not a lot around him, and I feel like, especially you talked about the defensive depth there. You put out a Roman Yossi line out there or a Matthias Ekholm line out there, and you tell them shut down the Sagan line, and they're able to do that, it's over. It's game yeah. over. I think it will be a sweep at that mm-hmm. point. I just think Sagan's that good that he's going to be able to push it. Plus, I also feel that goaltending is going to be like a nice matchup here. You're going to see uh, some nice goals, uh, goaltending on both sides because Pekka really good uh, goaltender, especially recently, started out slow mm-hmm. for the year. And with a guy like Rene, who's older, you always worry, is this year he's going to decline? Is this year he's going to decline? But 
Uh, he was 927 in March, 935 in April. So he's really picked it up as the season's got a lot hit his stride. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, Ben Bishop is maybe the best goalie in the league. Very quietly, he's become a, he's once again been a very good goalie. He's 934 save percentage. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if he stands on his head, this is a totally different series. This is a Jaroslav Halak shutting mm-hmm. out the uh, Capitals in the last two games. This is Hendrik Lundqvist territory. And I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. No, I definitely th- I could see that happening as well. But I think the Stars rely a little too much on their first line. So mm-hmm. yeah, if Nashville definitely. throws out their top four defensemen, it's going to be hard for, you know, the Stars to produce any offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Le- next up, we'll go to the Eastern Conference. Just a quick announcement. Uh, we're going to be saving the Capitals till the end. I think it's going to be a pretty long discussion, so we'll just do that at the end. Let's start out with maybe what some people are calling the best team in hockey history. In the salary cap era, at the very least, the best team. But maybe in hockey history, the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I've got Tampa in six. How about you? I have Tampa in five. Mm -hmm. You think this could be a quick series? No, yeah, I definitely think it'll be a quick series. Um, If Columbus wants to have a shot at winning the series, Bobrovsky is going to have to be better. He's 5-12 and in his last 17 Mm -hmm. starts. And I just think that they don't have what it takes to... Last 17 playoff starts. Yeah, playoff starts. I think that... um, Tampa just has so much more depth offensively and defensively that it's it's hard for for Columbus to even come close, I think. I mean, you just look at Tampa Bay, and I remember I, I watched every single game against the Caps they played this year. Mm-hmm. Man, they're so good. It's just, it's it's nonstop. The I mean, list goes on and on. It's listen, like, they throw out the Kucherov-Stamkos line against you, and you're like, okay, we just weathered that storm. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you've got Braden Point coming on here. All right, Braden Point goes off. Oh, wait, now it's who? Now yeah. you got Tyler Johnson, Johnson coming yeah. out there, JT Miller coming out there. Okay, finally, they got their fourth line out there. Oh, wait, no, it's Alex Kalorn who scored a hat trick <laughs> at one point. I mean, it's incredible to see the depth these guys had. I mean, Alex Kalorn was a fourth-line guy, and I think he dropped 20 goals this year. Mm-hmm. Th- these are... This is maybe the best team. I mean, Alex Cullen would be a second-line center for the Stars right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's that good, and he's on their fourth line. But this is their last year before every before their salary cap kind of blows up a little bit. So you know that there's expectations, there's to say push, the least. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, there's – oh, this is going to be a hot take, but I can see a scenario where Tampa loses in the first round, as crazy as that is. This is the wor- I think this is the worst matchup for them in my opinion mm-hmm. because if you look at if you look at uh, Columbus, what do you need if you're gonna have a huge playoffs upset? Two things: you need low penalties. Mm-hmm. Three things actually: you need a low number of penalties, you need star power, and then you need a hot goalie. Mm-hmm. Let's so Columbus takes the second least penalties in the league. Mm-hmm. They're very good about making sure they're not gonna you know, screw themselves up. On the other hand, they've also got star power. Like, we talked about Tampa star power. Th- these guys have some, too. I mean, you talk about Panarin, obviously. He's the Matt biggest Duchesne, name. Yeah. yeah, Duchesne they got at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dezingle they also got at the trade deadline. And then the guys they already had, Felino's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could potentially have a run here. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's unlikely because Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Listen, Bob, I mean, you know what? His save percentage in March was 940. 940, that's mm-hmm. really good. In February, 926. He has a chance. I mean, he, we know what he can be if he stands up. I mean, he's a very good goaltender at times. He's just not consistent. Mm-hmm. But if he, you know, if he wins two games for them, 
you can definitely see Tampa going out in the first round, which would suck because I'd like to see mm-hmm. at least them have a chance against one of these some of these better teams. But man, that would be <laughs> in terms of sports stories. You think about Columbus, how they went all in this year. Uh, you know, Panarin and Bob Broski are both free agents after this year. Same for Duchesne. They could all leave and leave these guys just empty-handed. But listen, you win a round and everything's a success. But you got to win that round mm-hmm. first. Um. The quick aside here, did you see that Quenneville got hired by Florida? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Quenneville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, is, Bobros- is uh, Panarin going there for sure now? Because we know we've heard I'm everything points towards Bobrovsky going to Florida at yeah. the very least. Mm-hmm. But we don't know about Panarin. I, you know, they played together when Panarin was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Maybe Panarin hates Quenneville so much that he won't go he there. <laughs> I have no idea. He's just like, no, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's something you got to think about. And, uh Listen, Florida hasn't been good in God knows how long, so it would be nice to see them. You know, you got mm-hmm. Barkoff there. You got uh, Hoffman is still there. Um, you know, Huberto. So mm-hmm. they've got talent there, but, you know, you'd like to see someone put it together. Moving on to the next series. We've got maybe the best series in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. the Boston Bruins taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Same matchup as last year. Last year it was Boston coming out victorious. What do you think is going to happen this year? So I have Leafs in seven. But like you said earlier, I could easily be wrong. I could mm-hmm. definitely see um, Tampa uh, – not Tampa. I could definitely see Boston <laughs> winning uh-huh. um, in seven. But I do have the Leafs in game seven. For me, I've got Boston in seven. That just shows you how tight this matchup is. Mm-hmm. Boston's just such an absolute monster of a team. I mean, think about it. They've got that top line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. That's the best top line in the league. I don't think you're going to find a better one. And let's say, I mean, they've done this a little bit recently where they're mixing and matching. Let's say you move down past Trenac line. Perfectly fine. That's That gives them more depth on the second line, and that gives them scoring because that first line's not going to be bad no matter what just because the top two guys are so good. Mm-hmm. And then going down, they got DeBrusque is there. He scored 27 goals. Then they got Marcus Johansson in the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They've just got, you know, we've th- we talk about scoring depth. That that's what you need to have a deep playoff run. They're so good. And then defensively, Listen, Zdeno Charo is still a good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's God knows how old. He's a very old guy, but I mean, listen, Zdeno Charo is still a solid player. I mean, he's a he's a top line defenseman. He's forty two years old and he's a top line defenseman. That's wow. insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still a guy. I mean, he's your enforcer. He's like how tall is he? I remember him being insanely six, tall. Seven. He's six, six seven. nine. Six nine. Jesus. That I mean, <laughs> you just think about the size there and. Listen, he lays one hit on Austin Matthews. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, no. um, yeah. So, what do you think about so Boston? I think the depth in town alone. I think the Leafs have the edge. Um, maybe not defensively, mm-hmm. but I think offensively. Obviously, the top six: um, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, um, just guys like that. I think. They have to – they obviously – the Leafs were a little bit inconsistent this season. <laughs> but, but two of their, you know, bad stretches during the season, you know, one they were without um, Anderson. And then the other they, they were – Yeah, they were out – they were um, without two of their top four defensemen. So yeah. I think if they can stay healthy and have a healthy lineup entering the playoffs, they're going to be hard to beat. I don't know, man. I think there's also like a psychological thing here mm-hmm. where Toronto doesn't feel like they can beat Boston. And I don't know, like – how much of that I buy into, I don't know. Because last year, they didn't have Tavares. Yeah. Getting Tavares is a huge deal. That's a huge mm-hmm. uh, X, uh, X factor in this series. But I don't know. I mean, listen, Nylander has a low shooting percentage. I don't know how that's going to translate. Matthews is good. We know what Matthews is. We know what mm-hmm. Tavares is. 
we know what Marner is. According to the Toronto media, he's a Hall of Famer already, but, you know, <laughs> different story. I mean, they've got no defensemen, though. Yeah. I mean, who, who are you going to throw out there against the top line? Who are you throwing out against the Bergeron line? Jake Gardner? Yeah, Morgan Travis Riley? Dermott. I mean, yeah. come on. It's hard. Like, I Jake think. Muzzin is going to be your number one guy? Like, come on, man. Like, you got you to – like, I feel like you, have, you don't need to have – four shutdown defensemen, but you need to have at least one. Mm-hmm. You need to have at least one shutdown pair, and they, they don't have it. I yeah. mean, they, they don't have it at all. I, I, I could see the Leafs losing in five, honestly. I could see Boston in five. It's – it's could – the uh, Boston just has, that, like, the psychological edge, I think, over yeah, Toronto. Yeah. I feel like that could be a huge play. But, I mean, that's, again, another great series you're going to watch. That's starting Wednesday, I think. Let's move on to another series. Two teams that I despise: Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> versus the New York Islanders. Uh, New York has a home uh, ice advantage. Who do you got? I have Pittsburgh in six. I've got Pittsburgh in five. I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, this no. I think looking at experience, Pittsburgh always seems, and coming from a Caps fan, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh always seems to know when to step up their yep. postseason game. Yep. They just come out a whole different animal in the playoffs. I don't think the New York Islanders have what it takes to shut down the Penguins. Yeah, I mean, you just. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Murray, Latang. Mm-hmm. So the first three, Crosby, Ma- Malkin, Gensel, would be the best players on the Islanders, hands down. Exactly. Better than Barzell. Mm-hmm. All five of these guys would be one of the top five players. Uh, is better is at least a top three player on the Islanders. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Murray and Latang are both top three players on uh, top. Yeah, top three players on the Islanders. They just have more talent. The Penguins just have more talent, and I mean, maybe it hasn't shown itself that consistently throughout the year. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to pick against Sidney Crosby, especially in a first-round matchup. Like, you just don't see him go out of the first round that often. Yeah. No, I think also New York, they're too inconsistent offensively. Um, mm-hmm. They were one of the two postseason teams who were ranked bottom third in goals scored. They mm-hmm. had 223, um, 223 goals scored their entire season. So I think they against a team like Pittsburgh, you're going to have to be scoring a lot if yeah. you want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh, experience works. Trotz maybe knows how to defeat Pittsburgh after last year, but I don't think he's got the guns to do it this year. Yeah. He doesn't have the horse. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. Last year he was going into it. He, he had a centering pairs. I mean, centers of Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Eller. Now it's Barzal, and then yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last series we're talking about here: the Washington Capitals taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Who do you got? I have Caps in six. I've got Caps in five. But I could definitely see this being a closer series just because now that I'm thinking about it, if you're looking at, like, the advanced possession uh, possession stats, Carolina's one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of finishing talent, which is why they didn't win as many games as you'd expect. But, man, you can't sleep on them if you're the Caps. Mm-hmm. The Caps have more talent, though. I yeah. mean, you just look at it. I mean, after Ajo, Dougie Hamilton, Justin Williams, I mean, after that, it's just a clear difference to the Caps in terms of yeah, forwarding exactly. pairs. Now they're more confident they got the mon- monkey on their back. They weren't playing that well early in the year. Like mm-hmm. even though they were winning games and banking points, you could see it was very much based not in luck, but mostly on kind of like they would get a few bounces going their way, and they weren't playing well, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Then at the trade deadline, they got two guys: Carl Hagland, Nick Jensen, who have just been so good. I love both of those players so much. They they're so smart as mm-hmm. hockey players and how they're skating, especially Hagland. I mean. I remember one play against Tampa, pucks bouncing in the neutral zone. He dives up, gets it back into the offensive offensive mm-hmm. zone, and it's a goal right there. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of play you need to win playoff games. And we know Hagelin; he's got that speed. He's a penalty killer. He sets them up very well to have a deep playoff run. But mm-hmm. 
and then Nick Jensen, uh, especially after the injury to Michael Kempney, mm-hmm. you need an, you need another blue liner there, and he, he's he's a right-handed shot, so I don't know if he can play on the top line with John Carlson, but you put him maybe with Dmitry Orlov, and then slide Christian Juice up to the top line. I think mm-hmm. that's that could be a very uh, good defensive pairing. What do you think? No, I definitely think um, Washington has they obviously they dominated the season series. Mm-hmm. They beat the Canes every single time they played them. They outscored them fifteen to nine. And Washington has more depth offensively. Having seven twenty goal scorers is amazing. Exactly. Um, and not even just on like their top, th- like, like their first line. They have depth all the way down to their fourth line with Nick Dowd, Boyd, Burakovsky. So I also think the experience. Can- the Canes, you know, aren't very experienced in the postseason. And last year, having Washington um, go all the way to win the Stanley Cup, I think they have, like you were saying, no more monkey on their back. They're going to play a little bit looser. They have experience. And I think that that can be the upper hand. Um, and it was a little bit concerning without Michael Kempney. How was Washington, you know, going to uh, fix that problem? But like you said, Nick Jensen, I think, has fit seamlessly on the blue line. Um, also, Jonas Siegenthaler, he can prove that he can provide depth. Just yeah, like he's going to be their seventh defenseman. Yeah. I think he could maybe slide in for Orbig mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe even Niskanen if it's that drastic. But we'll get to that in a second. Do we think Kuznetsov is going to turn out? He's kind of been like sleepwalking through this year so far. And I don't blame him. You know, mm-hmm. it's an 82-game season. Yeah. He's a champion. He's not the guy you're going to expect to be engaged every night. But in the playoffs, is he going to be able to turn it on? Because if he doesn't turn it on, it's over, right? Yeah, no, I definitely think Kuznetsov. The playoffs just, I think, ignite something different in the players. Uh-huh. I could see Kuzi. I think he's going to be great. Um, hopefully, he provides just as much. Hopefully, he provides on offense. I think yeah. that, obviously, he's so talented. Um, but I could definitely see him. I could see him coming alive in the playoffs. More than uh, his offensive game, which obviously has to turn up, mm-hmm. his defensive game has got to be a lot better. He's one of the worst defensive uh, centers in mm-hmm. the entire NHL. And that's him just, you know, not being good on the forecheck, not being good on the back check, mm-hmm. not being aware of where he is, not battling on the boards. It's simple stuff that he's going to fix or he's going to be benched. Yeah. But you can't bench him. That's the problem because he's a betting because that's stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh. What do you think that what if you're uh, Todd Reardon? What do you make of the defensive pairings? What's your first line, a uh, first pair, second pair, third pair? Gosh, I definitely think probably John Carlson. Okay. And um, ooh, John Carlson, and maybe I don't would it know. be Juice? Yeah. All right. So you want because you want righty left. Yeah. At the, I think you don't need it, but you'd like to have it just because Carlson doesn't look good playing with exa- his offhand. Yeah, I think. Um, and then the next one probably Orpic. We're picking on the second yeah. defensive pairing. Wow, not not Orlov. I oh Orlov. Oh no, that's what I meant. Orlov and Ni- Orlov and Niskanen. Niskanen. I was thinking maybe Orlov and Jensen instead of Niskanen. Yeah, maybe. Niskanen's been bad this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe it's just like an age thing or if it's his hand injury he had last year, but something's been bothering him and he hasn't mm-hmm. been the same since. And they're not going to be that shutdown line that you wanted last year. And if they're not, uh, yeah, you got to maybe. Uh, Switch it up because Jensen's been really good, and you put him with Orlov, and next thing you know, that's your shot down line. No, yeah, I definitely. And then who would you have? So Orpic and then. It would be Orpic and Niskanen. You just pray to God they don't <laughs> screw up too badly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that, that's honestly what it is. I mean, that's what you were doing last year when you put out Orpic and Juice because mm-hmm. it's Brooks Orpic. I mean, he's yeah. been, he hasn't been that bad this year, but he's still Brooks Orpic at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got Caps in six. I've got Caps in five. Uh, before we go, what do you think of the playoff format? Because it's been a huge debate recently. What do you think? I'm not a fan of it. I think that having teams like um, the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, coming in second and third in the Atlantic Division, having to play against each other 
in the first round where a team like Colorado, mm-hmm. who doesn't finish that great, um, I'm not sure their exact record, but being able to come into the playoffs, I, I just think it's it should definitely be the overall 16 teams um, in the league. See, I would feel bad for teams like Tampa mm-hmm. or Toronto, except that the Caps had to do, deal with this, and mm-hmm. it's why we had to face the Pens so many times. So, yeah. boo-hoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, we won the Cup, so I don't care anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the system is messed up. But guess what? The only reason they're complaining about it now is largely because the team that's going to get screwed over by this is the team in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so the Toronto media is going to start caping for mm-hmm. it. So, you know, you'd like to see maybe just one to eight conference-wise who really cares about the divisions anymore is kind of what I'm thinking. But, mm-hmm. you know, no playoff format we've ever had in the NHL has ever been universally accepted. So, you know, we get some nice matchups this way. We're probably going to have Washington-Pittsburgh. We're hopefully going to have Washington. yeah Washington-Pittsburgh. We're going to have Tampa versus some really good team. And mm-hmm. then, you know, on the other side, I mean, you're going to have Vegas and San Jose. Who really cares if you have it in the first round or the third round? Exactly. As long as you get the matchup. Um I think, I mean, there's a very good chance you get uh, Nashville-Winnipeg matchup again. Mm-hmm. And those are two really good teams. They're just yeah. you know, going back and forth every single year. So, you know, it's going to be a great playoffs. I can't wait to watch it. Um, we'll be back probably to recap the first round and the rounds after that. We'll see how the Caps do, and we'll see how the other, other teams do. Uh, uh, that's all for this episode of Down to the Wire. She's Sarah Holland. I'm Varun Shankar signing off.